Are you just, so ideally, if this works, you're going to take people's top tens that they give you, average them, and then just shout out, hey, this name, this is your average at the end, like after we go through all of them? I, I'm going to try to keep it organized if I can. And yes, yeah, so like as we get to the end of hours where you're sharing, uh, you know, us four, I can say, you know, yeah. so the user so-and-so, you know, here is yours and, and just kind of rattle them like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, I sent him this idea after we got off the call this afternoon, just as a way to try to get people actually engaged in using the chat a bit. Um, so he sent me a copy of what he's using for us. Mm-hmm. And just so it's like one le- other thing that he doesn't have to try to be doing during it. I'm going to try. I only copied out like nine spaces for people. Yeah. So we'll see if this works. It could definitely be a disaster. Just make stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, whatever I miss for a particular person, I'll just put my own stuff in those Blood slots. Shot. <laughs> bloodshot for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the default. If you don't follow the rules, you get bloodshot for anything. That's the missed. average. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bright Guy and Super Friends. This is part two of our 250th episode. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Josh Sorts, Mike Bradley, and Ian Leidick. Uh, if you want the fun intros, I'm going to have to force you to listen to part one because that's where they're at. So, you know, consider that your tease for part one. If you're, for whatever reason, just popping into part two. So just to catch up to speed, if you're just popping in, uh, for our 250th episode, the topic for our episode was our top 10 favorite movies of 2020 and 2021. We did this episode live on Twitch, which I joked was going to be around four hours. We went about four and a half, so we exceeded what I jokingly thought uh, was going to be a stretch. But that's just, I guess, you know, what we do here. Uh, so the, <laughs> the, the Twitch VOD is on my Twitch page. So if you want to check out the full four and a half hours, you want to watch us see our faces for a change... Uh, it is on my channel, Jedi Bry Guy, on Twitch. It should be listed somewhere in the highlights section. Um, I will put the link to the episode specifically uh, in the episode description for this show. For the If you're listening to the audio portion, check the description. The link for the Twitch VOD should be there. Uh, I still have the link on the Facebook page, our Twitter account. Um, so hopefully if you want to watch it, it is readily available for you to find. Uh, but since this episode was four and a half hours, uh, I decided to split the audio portion in half. We went over our number 10 to 6 picks in part one. This episode will be the top half of our list, so we are starting at number five, going to our top number one favorite movie of the last two years. Uh, and again, I you hear me say it a few times during the episode, uh, but thank you again for just listening to the show. Like, this thing has always just been a fun hobby for me and my friends to get together kind of shoot the shit about the stuff we're into and just the fact that anyone at all would actually care to listen and actually kind of give a crap about what we think about this stuff is still, like, just a kind of cool feeling. So, again, just thank you for checking us out, whether you dabble, whether you're regular, whether you just pick a random episode for whatever reason, the top half of our list. Cool. Like, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. You know, it goes a long way. I, I, 
Never thought we'd hit 250. We are at 250. We'll just kind of see, I guess, how long this thing goes. I, I, I don't really have, a, like, an end number in mind. It's already lasted longer than I ever thought I would do this. So, again, thank you one more time. Um, but, all right, I'm not going to delay this anymore. We're going to throw it right back into the countdown. So we're going to pick up with my number five. Uh, all right, so since we already covered that, we'll swing over to my number five. Uh, my number five. Again, a movie that earlier in the year I thought was going to be higher, and then some stuff happened at the end of the year that kind of jumped up and took the spot. Uh, Free Guy is my number five. I fucking love this movie. Um, anything that Sean Levy directs, I will be there for. I think he puts a lot of heart and soul into his movies. Uh, the immediate one that comes to mind is Real Steel. I fucking love Real Steel. And the fact that we're going to get some sort of possibly a series with him producing and stuff like that, I'm all for it. Give it, give it all to me. Um, Is that the next movie on Rewind Theater? Real Steel? No, no it's Steel. Just wow. Steel. Yeah. That's Shaq Fu the movie. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that one for a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next week, guys, we're recording on Steel. Uh, but yeah, I thought Ryan Reynolds is fucking fantastic in this movie. Uh, it it plays with the video game formula without really being based on a video game. Um, it it's hard with video game movies that aren't based on video games if they how they treat the culture and what's going to happen. I think they were good with it. Like it, they weren't making fun of gamers. They're not uh, putting a bad light. I don't feel like on the culture or the the way games work. Like it was, I think, worked well enough for me. There's some really fun Easter eggs in it that near the end of the movie that I think are just literally crowd pleasing moments. I think when I saw it in the theater, like it, it got reactions from the crowd, which is always fun when you see a movie with people. Um, yeah, I, I, this is another one that I think is just infinitely rewatchable. I will watch this anytime that it's on. Uh, I think, I don't know if it's happening. I saw a tweet from Ryan Reynolds that it said like, Hey, for years I was tweeting this like standalone IP and just got the call from Fox and Disney that, Hey, they want to make me, they want to make another one. So now we got to figure something out. But, this was meant to be a standalone, so we'll see if it turns into a franchise. Uh, but yeah, I I love it. I think it was great. Uh, everything was cool all around. Anything else to add? Anybody else? Um, I, I think to more to what you were saying, where they weren't making fun of gamers, they weren't using that opportunity that a lot of times game movies like this would yeah. take that opportunity yeah. and kind of you know take a shit on gamers in some way. They took a a much more gamer friendly stance and shitting on the corporate view of gaming today. Right. Yes. You know, with Taika Waititi's absolute tool of a character. <laughs> that guy ruled. I love when he tried Wait, you to actually do... watch this? Holy shit. Yeah, like, um, I saw it in theaters. Nice. Oh, that, yeah. Let's celebrate that. I, I like uh, when he tries to do the, like the flip up from the back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. You can't do it. You're like, he's he, trying to do that was probably up. just like an improv and he's like flapping around on the ground like a fish out of water. <laughs> I love that they took that approach to it. Let's point out that the real douchebags in the gaming community right now, especially like today, it's the idiots pushing NFTs that would be this exact character that Taika Waititi was playing. He would <laughs> be the guy pushing NFTs about the in CEO games CEO of Ubisoft. <laughs> what? The CEO of Ubisoft who just reaffirmed they're going to do more NFT work because gamers don't understand NFTs and their value. Oh, and secondly, true. We don't get it yet. I disagree <laughs> with your points that they don't make gamers look bad. That one kid that's like real sleaze, like sleazy but greasy that's streaming and does the interview with Guy, that kid set back gamers like three years. The guy that looks like his name would be Blade, the one that lives with his mother. Do you mean the one that's like out for himself? No, it's like the kid, they break the into his kid. compound. Yeah. 
They break into his compound. Yeah, yeah. Like he's yeah, and he's lives with his mom. He looks greasy as hell, and he's pasty, and he has no viewers. Yeah, well, that's because they got a bunch of streamers to actually participate in the movie, and they couldn't. Was Nick Merckx in it? I didn't notice. I don't remember. Was Tim the Tatman in it? Didn't notice. <laughs> I don't know who any of those people were. Except I, yeah, uh, honestly, if it's not Doctor Disrespect at this point, I'm just lost. Ninja was he just there. Got a span. I saw Ninja. Oh, dude, did he did he do the thing that no one cared <laughs> about it? The New York, the New Year's Eve. Flossing. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Floss, everyone could see me flossing. Anyways, I um, <laughs> I thought this was an average movie. It was enjoyable enough. I di- didn't, I didn't love it. Uh, it is not on my list. It, I guess, could be on a disappointment list, but I wasn't that hyped going into it, so it wouldn't fall there. Um, I just thought it was action movie with Ryan Reynolds, so let's make it kind of funny, but we don't have anything to say, <laughs> and let's let Ryan ad lib some jokes and pray for the best. And that's kind of what I thought it was. Um, I mean, I thought it was like, hey, yeah, this is the, this is the hellscape I think GTA Online is. <laughs> is. They do play so with that a lot. That, yeah. that, that is a reality of what GTA that's, Online is. Yeah. It's... I mean, I, it wasn't bad. It's just, it's not a movie for me, I guess. Like, I know this is something Brian would enjoy. I'm not surprised sitting there. You know, once we got past the previews with his headphones in, I knew he would. <laughs> this would have its full attention. So, you know, I, I agree that for Brian's list, this makes sense where it plays. For me, it wouldn't place there just because I'm looking, obviously, for gorilla marriage. <laughs> That's the See, bar I, for you. I, I there, think this there is was one any... of those movies that, you know, like, while it's it's not going to make my list, I think this movie was better than it had any right being. Like, I think the, the, the like, um, NPC I, other version of, like, Ryan Reynolds they did, I thought that was really fun and funny. Like when they made you, the like buff dude the oh yeah 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 he wasn't him. guy what was what did they dude. call him dude yeah he wasn't guy he was dude like I thought that was fun I don't know if that's a that spoiler was... probably is but oh well we're here we're live <laughs> you know what he put that out in is it like, a trailer probably it's a four yeah like, actually were... is it a spoiler if trailers just tell us the whole movies nowadays kind yeah that's that's the fault of the trailer or the fault yeah fault of the trailer which is why I can't watch trailers half the time anymore but. That's a whole other story. Talk about, I couldn't talk about Ghostbuster trailers for like a year. Yeah, that's right. It's true. I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like I said, I, I, I would, I would like to see what they do again, just because it doesn't seem like Ryan Reynolds has an idea of what they're gonna do again. <laughs> you know, I, I sometimes that results in disaster, obviously, but sometimes they could pull out some wild idea you don't expect. Yeah. Or like maybe all those, um. That's a spoiler, so I won't say. It. <laughs> Good, yeah. Uh, Josh, what do you think myself. of the movie? Um, it's in my need to rewatch. Okay. To make a better opinion category, um, I I liked it quite a bit in the theater experience. It's entertaining. It's fun. I, I albeit I I thought it was very creative. Um, I'm coming from a different position than you guys are, so some of the stuff that it's but it's possible that things that seemed creative to me were very simple and derivative to you but uh, and i don't know but um it, it's possible um it was i i guess like to you know reynolds point it was nice to see something that seemed you know somewhat original yeah you know it's not the first time we've seen something of that flavor or kind of things like that but this was not tied to anything else. And if, yeah, if they really did set out to just 
make a thing, and when they were done making it, it was supposed to be over. And you're just having fun making a cool, enjoyable popcorn movie. They did that. Because when this came out, this was Make It Bank. Like, it was it top yeah. mo- top grossing movie for, like, three or four weeks in a row, which I don't think anybody expected it to do. So suddenly, it, and this was a movie that got delayed forever. Like, this was something Fox made, and then Disney bought Fox, and then it sat in the wings for a while and kept getting pushed with everything else going on. So it finally released, made a bunch of money. And so, of course, once a movie that doesn't expect to make a bunch of money starts making a bunch of money, then it's like, all right, we got to make another one. How do we capitalize on this? So... I would not be surprised if somehow they try to churn out a, a sequel of some kind. Which is actually a plot point of a movie later on my list. <laughs> uh, all right, anything else for Free Guy? Or we'll go to Mike's number five. Nope. All right, Mike, your number five. All right, so my number five, I'm just going to read. Um, I, I, I proofread it. There's not spoilers for anything that they didn't put out in their own promotional material for what this movie was going to be. Um, so we'll see how well versed you guys are. My number five is a movie that comes from Adam McKay. And this is very recent. Uh, I believe roughly five weeks ago, something like that. Yeah. We got on Netflix. Don't look up. Uh, if you don't know who Adam McKay is, I'll first preface that. So you understand how established Adam McKay is as a director in Hollywood. Anchorman, Anchorman 2, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, The Other Guys, The Big Short, and Vice are all movies this guy has directed. Uh, so obviously a lot of work with Will Ferrell there, who surprisingly doesn't appear in this movie. Uh, with, you know, the star-studded cast that it does have. Um, So in Don't Look Up, Adam McKay, once again as he did with The Big Short, skewers our planet, country, and the unfortunate place we find ourselves in as human beings. Uh, A meteor is hurtling towards the Earth, and instead of listening to the scientists who want to take action to deflect the meteor from its path, our government turns to allowing private industry to maximize profit off of this apocalyptic rock. In a fashion all too real for us today, a large portion of the American public is actually misled into believing that the meteor is a hoax. And they incite the mantra, don't look up. As in, just don't fucking look at the meteor that's coming down to crash into us and destroy all of us. Just don't look at it, and it's not fucking real, and let them make their money off of it. That is right up until the moment that they look up and they can actually see it with their own eyes without a telescope. And the dumbasses realize we're all going to fucking die. Um, And this is kind of the basis for the movie. Um, And it's a little bit too real with where we're at today, but I'm sure it was written with that intent. To be like, boy, people are fucking stupid, aren't they? Let's make a movie about that. Um... And that sounds very bad, but where this movie succeeds for me, one is Jennifer Lawrence's performance. Everybody here on this call, we're all millennials. And presented with the situation that Jennifer Lawrence's character is presented with, I feel like she just kind of handles it exactly how a millennial would handle anything. (laughs) Fuck this. Let's just get high. This is like, what the fuck are we doing here? And her, 
I guess, response to all of it um, humanized the whole movie for me. And it put this movie in perspective of like, if we were actually presented with this and all this, and it, it, it hits on so many levels of what would actually kind of happen, maybe, if things got out of hand with the messaging. Because of how powerful things like social media can be. And her response and the way her character handles everything is just perfect. And then we have Leo DiCaprio, who, if you're not familiar, is maybe the best actor of our time and is never... Anybody naming bad Leo DiCaprio role? Anybody got one? No? Um, yeah, hold on. Give me Titanic. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, I'm not going to disagree. I can't. Because I haven't watched Titanic in like 20 years, so I got nothing. Also, I disagree. Um, I'm Gen Z. <laughs> you are not Gen Z, sir. You are a millennial. If you guys sorry. are millennials, I'm Gen Z. <laughs> so, sorry to inform you. Ian is also a millennial. He he wants to be Gen Z. He's trying really hard to be, but he's a millennial. Um, But his character deals with the mental health issues that you might see somebody presented with his situation in this movie so well as you would expect from Leonardo DiCaprio. He takes it serious. He handles it. It's an incredible performance that pushes forward what might happen to somebody that is thrust into a spot of social media, of being a social media darling for a short time and how that might fuck up their head. So yeah, it, it's really well done. Um, Jonah Hill kills it. I, I will point out his role as well. He kind of plays like a coked out, um, president's child kind of thing. It's hilarious. Very much. Chelsea worth. Clinton. Bang. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. But have you guys seen this movie? I'm sorry. I, I kind of went off on a tangent. I really like this movie. Um, there's a lot that could have been done better or it would have been a lot higher on my list. I, I did watch it. I I wanted to like it a lot more than I did. And I will say at least half of the reason for that is because, um, unfortunately, there is no such thing as satire anymore. And as I sat watching it, every step that occurred, I'm like, yeah, that that's literally what would happen in our real world right now. And I can't convince myself otherwise. So by the end, I'm like, there there's nothing f like farcical about this that I can spin it to and that makes me sad. <laughs> I think it was I, a depressing take on our reality. I do it? a little bit feel like yeah, the way Josh just described it, I think that probably falls more in line with the way I thought when I watched it cuz I I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, this cast looks good Adam McKay, I'm all, all, I'm all for let's check it out. And I think I I same thing. I think I expected to like it more than I did. I came out kind of just mediocre. And yeah, it does leave you sad and depressed, which I think might be the intent of the movie. But yeah. I think just maybe it's just my expectations. Like I expected it maybe to be a little bit funnier, and and just with Adam McKay behind it, I thought I'd come out of it. I don't know, laughing more or having more fun with it. But yeah, it is a depressingly realistic take on something like this, which I thought was a comedy, but it just plays more like well, future that, documentary. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's, I that's feel like thing. it's ten, comedy is much darker. Ten ten years ago, this would have been a comedy. Now it's. Like I said, sat satire is is dead. 
because yeah. everything that one, used to be satirical two. has happened. I also think it's an issue with the film that they don't can't do new satire. So they're like, let's just make a movie that's about current events, but change <laughs> the topic and pretend we're making a comedy because we don't are hacks. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> this film was bad. It literally is just a retelling of modern society. But like, hey, it's a fucking asteroid. Like, be original, guys. If you want to do satire, make an attempt. Don't just make the fucking thing that's happening. <laughs> it's like, if you're going to make a January 6th film, but make it a satire, but the whole plot of the movie is just, it's January 6th again. <laughs> Except we feature the fucking um, shaman guy 10% more than what actually happened. Like, make an attempt at doing satire if you're going to make a satire funny film. That is the issue with this film. It wasn't satire. It was did, just, we replaced the bad thing. Did you see it? No. <laughs> Hang on. I couldn't tell if we were just the, riffing off all the, the stuff we the, said. The, the thing is, he's like, not far off. Um, <laughs> I've no, seen not. the movie already through Twitter and Mike and you guys talking about it. <laughs> I've seen the film. I feel like the movie itself, while... What you're saying is true. It's depressing. It just kind of points out our reality. It uses enough... I guess satire is a way to put it, even if you're not going to credit it as satire. It uses enough satire with just how ridiculous it could get. I, I And I think that's my that's my problem, is there... The, the, the reason that satire works, the reason that allegory works... Is because you're 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 pushing to a degree that you never expect to get in reality. There there's there's there, there's a space. Today, would you expect this amount of stupidity? Yeah, that's the point. It, that, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> Nothing right, surprises right. me too. anymore. I would too. I, right, and that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm not saying it. Should, like, hey, Mike, you should think worse of this because of that reason. Not whatsoever. Just the reason that it hit me, and that I wish I could enjoy it more is is for that i couldn't get past the idea that in the way that ian very oddly was able to characterize it um that that distance between the 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 extra little distance that creates satirical situations doesn't exist for me anymore there's nothing really that you could say that would come off as an exaggerated response by the public or but I don't think that's a fault industry. of the movie. I think that's a fault no. of society. Oh, c- correct. That's a, that's the thing. Yeah, that's. And, I think that's the point we're making. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. I think that the movie is very good at pointing that out. In oh, for sure. Itself. Yeah. True. Yeah, but then it, at that point, to make the movie good, I think you would have to make it a meta commentary of the fact that satire is dead, which is, is a completely different film. <laughs> it, but but, but is it not film. that film making that point that no, you're I think watching it's a film this and you're seeing how stupid these people are that they won't even look up at a meteor? And you're saying, man, I really believe people would be that stupid. Is the film not making that point? No, I don't. I think the film is making didn't the point that we should it. all be vaccinated. But I think if you I want to be depressed, I would watch, watch Grave of the Fireflies. You know, if I want to get real sad. Part of the thing I think that hits me, too, that maybe why I came out of it just mediocre and feeling crappy afterwards is, like, movies are my escape. Like, I don't want to be reminded about the real world every time I watch a movie. I want to be distracted from everything that's going on. That's the that's what I see, see movies for. Th- that's why you watch and Ready I, Player One. I was one. able to rewatch yeah. it. Everybody lives in a hellscape. <laughs> I was able to rewatch this movie a few times. 
because what the fuck as somebody who hasn't even just watched watch it once, CNN. <laughs> this isn't look what Leslie had to say about it. There, I fucking love fingerling potatoes. That line from the movie is in and of itself just such a real representation of how I feel about all this dumb shit that it actually resonated with me. Like, it it, it hits a different note. On for I guess for some people than for others, um. And for me, it hit a note of I can watch this and I get where they're coming from. Like, man, fuck this shit. I just want to just, god damn it. And as opposed to god damn it, I'm gonna get angry and all this. It's like let me just smoke a joint and forget about it. And that's kind of what this movie was pushing you towards. Like, I feel like the movie just seems like let's wallow in misery and not be proactive and do something. I think that's my other issue right now from what I'm hearing. It's, let's <laughs> Says the guy who hasn't seen up. the movie. <laughs> smoke a joint, give up, world's over, we lost. Let's not well, no, that, actively like, better ourselves. The smoke a joint moment is like, I mean, that's what oh crap, I just got told that a meteor's about to hit Earth. And the immediate response from the millennial is like, I gotta get high. To, in, in, to process it at that point, to, to deal with it. If there are, if there are people who can who can watch this in like 10 to 15 years and we are at a different point as a civilization by then, things have gotten better you're saying in a, in, a, in a way that like it will mean something different to them because it's not as much of a reflection of looking out the window and turning the tv on as it is right now and that that's the part of it that not that i didn't dislike the movie i didn't enjoy it as much because it's too too similar. poignant yeah <laughs> too on the nose yeah and again mike we're not trying to di- like take away your enjoyment of the movie this is why not it just didn't hit josh and i the way it did. again of course i i get it i get why you wouldn't enjoy this movie it sucks it's <laughs> the same reason people didn't like al gore's movie back in like 2000 or 99 or whatever the fuck he made it wasn't that a documentary i mean th- th- this 200 well years be. from now people might see this as one <laughs> So is this basically just Doctor Strange Love? Um, no. Okay. Yeah, not <laughs> quite. Yeah, like yeah, it's not there, worth there's, seeing. There's, there's, there's similarities, but not not enough. Didn't have Kubrick. Say. I get it. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else for Don't Look Up? Because we've we've spent a considerable amount of time on that, and we're still don't watch this five. movie. <laughs> Boom! Nailed it. <laughs> uh, Ian, you're number five. What do you got? Mortal Kombat! <laughs> what? You shouted too much and your mic cut out. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was literally just, your mic was just like, nope, we're not going to listen to this. Couldn't do it's it. too loud. <laughs> we're passing on that. I appreciate right, the like, effort, cool. Mortal Kombat, go. That's like an hour ago. Listen to it. You already did. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, we just got to blow past the ones we've already talked about before. So, Josh, you're number five. Uh, crap, I wasn't ready. Okay. Um, <laughs> number five. Um, I don't really have much else to say about this. We did a, a review semi-recently. Um, my number five is Eternals. Ooh, okay. And uh, I, I, I didn't expect as I was shuffling things around for it to land as high. Um, I did a, a, a rewatch, saw it once in theaters, did a rewatch again, like within the last, I don't know, week and a half, two weeks. Um, and just kind of like reaffirmed and, and reminded me how beautiful 
of a shot movie it is. And um, I don't know. I, I just, I, I like it. I know it uh, apparently hasn't done well with most audience uh, attitude, perhaps. Um, I really I'm dig it. I'm still surprised the mixed reaction this movie seems to be getting. Yeah, I, audience score I don't know. 78. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. Maybe, it, maybe it's one of those idiotic things where you see too many. You're scrolling past and, you know, some jackass writer who has to produce five articles for their stupid website a day <laughs> writes things like, The internet is saying, and Marvel fans are aghast or upset about it. I hate that shit. Yeah. Um, so, and, and maybe, I, like I said, just I go past them because I my stupid algorithms are putting that crap in front of me. That's maybe the impression I'm left with. Um, okay. Aside from uh, the uh, 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 juvenile, um, I didn't like this movie because it was woke arguments that I see sometimes like that aside, I'm not even entertaining that crap. Um, I, I think it was a it's very similar to Suicide Squad. You know, it was a real challenge to bring a first time story with a dozen main characters. Yeah. And we talked about Which this. At Suicide length. Squad. <laughs> you know, we talked about this at length. Uh, there there were pros and cons. There were strengths and, and some weaknesses to it and whatnot. Um, but uh, after uh, viewing it again recently, um, yeah, I, I think I dug it a lot. This was one that I felt like should have made my list, and it hit honorable mentions for me. I, I really thought it was going to crack my top ten, but when I started putting the list together, I I kept it off, surprisingly, because I, I do really like this one. I think it, like you said, I think it's beautifully shot. I think the action sequences are done in a way that no other Marvel movie has shot. Like, considering we got Shang-Chi, which shot action completely different and went kung fu-y, and this one shot action, I think, completely different, and, so, like... I don't know what it is about the action, but maybe it's just the camera angles or something that they do with this one. But I never feel like I'm confused with what's going on. I think they pick really cool angles to make to to have you inside the action almost for some of their shots that I can think of. Um, and even uh, like I can see the story getting a little bit confusing, maybe. And and I think the the explanation as to why these characters were not involved in the MCU up until now works for me. They kind of gloss over it, but it was fine. Um. I, I do want to see more of them and see this corner of the MCU and see what happens and where they go from here. Cause I think there's a lot of cool characters in here that I'd like to see more of. Do you think we'll get the inhumans back? I don't know what they're doing with inhumans. Honestly. I, I mean, based on what they, we, what they gave us already. I hope not. Well, well I, I assume they the bring TV it into side. the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's we'd, we'd like to it see some of the movie movie stuff happen or, or a series on Disney plus that's under Feige, like give him, in humans and see what he does with it. I think only if it matters anymore. I mean, like now that you have this group, do you need them? No, but they're going to make the X-Men movies. Yeah. I mean, they're going yeah, to, the inhumans corner. in terms of the comics take a whole different role than what the Eternals do. The inhumans are really, really closely tied to the X-Men. Mm. But I mean, I guess the Josh's point is that also just going to be too many characters for the next six phases. If you add in another, the next yeah. Avengers movie is going to be 50 characters all on screen at once. I mean, it's literally yeah, just that... the X-Men Eternals and the Inhumans. <laughs> oh, it's all these teams already... instead of single and characters. That's just and too many Fantastic characters. Four and all the, like, you've got so much coming in. Like, yeah, no one's going to I... make a Fantastic Four movie ever again. They're going to have it's the coming. Avengers Team 1, the Avengers Team 2. Like, it's going to be different sex of the Avengers. Avengers West Coast! 
Let's go! <laughs> West Coast Avengers, Finally! Yeah. They could do that. Uh, Ian, I know you didn't see this one, but Mike, what did you think of Eternals? I had, I had views. It was okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think it's a movie that I enjoyed, but it was never going to make my list. Um, It had some really cool moments. It had a lot of setup, I guess, for the future. But in general, it just didn't resonate with me as much as some of the other MCU side teams have in the past. Yeah. I see a movie like Eternals popping up. I'm thinking, I know Guardians of the Galaxy is a bad example to hold it up to, but it's really the only one out there of a completely obscure group to bring in to the MCU that is right. not as well known in the mainstream and all that. And it's not even close to guardians for me. Like it's not in the same stratosphere. Yeah. So yeah, like I, it's, I, I've rewatched it and it's still decent. Um, but just not great for me. That's fair. Um, if you want to know more about why, you can listen to our review of it. Because without spoiling, two sixty-seven. <laughs> thank you for pulling that. That doesn't sound correct because we're already at two fifty for this episode, <laughs> and that's like in the future. But um, we'll have to make sure we re- revisit Eternals for two sixty-seven now. No, that's what yeah, we're, we're doing. Steel. Do <laughs> uh, that's what we're doing. Steel. Seventeen episodes from now. Um, if I had my yeah, way, like, yes. I, I, without spoiling anything. You know, my favorite character didn't get the service that I wanted, and I'm that. That's without spoiling anything. That's the most I can say. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Ian, you said you had thoughts, even though you haven't seen the movie. I didn't know. I was lying. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, you were lying about what? Cut this. <laughs> Write it down. Write it down, nerd. <laughs> but you, you. So what, you were lying that you hadn't seen the movie, and you have seen the movie. I was okay, lying so that he Eternals, had comments not seeing the movie. My, my issue with Eternals is is trying to remember the trailer. So there's a bunch of these people. <laughs> why, why? Why is so the trailer? Yes, I'm cutting this. We're moving on. What's this? <laughs> All right, we're done with Josh's number five. Go on to my number four. All right. Uh, all right. So my number four is a. Uh, if we're gonna, I'll spoil it. Say that this is even one of my surprises because I did not think it was gonna make my top ten. I'm surprised it made the top five. Uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines on Netflix, the animated movie. <laughs> I freaking love that movie. I think it is shot in a way like the 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 animation for that movie is. It does something different that I think almost like Spider Verse did different. Where Spider Verse definitely feels like a comic book. This is CG, but it's it's texture is different where it almost feels hand-drawn they put like hand-drawn accents on stuff that happens in the movie um all the characters are great it's funny as hell like i just rewatched it recently just to make sure i wanted to put it this high on my list and it it is freaking great i this is another one that i think is infinitely rewatchable um i would highly recommend this to anybody lo- that's looking for something just fun to watch uh if you haven't checked it out i'd highly recommend giving it a shot it's on netflix uh, Mitchell's versus the machines. Did anybody else watch this? Uh, you mentioned how much you liked it, and I, I, it's on my list to watch. It didn't make the okay. 
I unfortunately watched 21 movies in three weeks. I just <laughs> didn't make the cut. <laughs> this is the first I've ever heard of it. Okay. Um, it's on Netflix. I don't know if uh, Thank you. both of the guys are in it, but Phil Lord and Chris Miller are involved in this one also. I don't think they directed. They might have produced or wrote or something along the lines, but it's the same guys that did Spider-Verse. They were involved in this one too. Uh, so That's all the I, reason I need. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Josh, what do you think of it since you saw it? Uh, yeah, this was one that I had written down on the list and watched sometime since January 1st. Uh, I remember you had made a comment about it a few months ago, and I had some uh, a coworker who had also uh, said she enjoyed it very much. Um, maybe if I, because it was very recent, so maybe if I revisit again in a couple of months, I'll, I'll have a better view of of how really how I feel. It, it, you're right; it is very fun from beginning to end. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It has all those like just stop and sometimes change animation styles for yes. five seconds yeah. to insert jokes and whatnot in it. Um, it, it was very creative. It was very cool. And there's a, there's a Furby reference in this middle of this movie that I did not expect that had me <laughs> laughing hysterically for a while too. Um, and I, I almost feel like if, if I remember right, this movie had a different title when it was announced and I had my eyes on that movie and then it changed titles and I didn't I thought the movie wasn't being made and then I found out they changed the title to Mitchell's Mitchell's versus the machines which I think originally if I didn't research it or double check it but I thought it was going to be just like Mitchell's family vacation or something like it was meant to set up like a family road trip so the whole twist of like hey the AI goes crazy and they have to fight these machines would have been the surprise of the movie and then they changed the title to basically tell you what's going to happen which I think it would have been more fun just going in blind without knowing that, but I don't think it takes away from the enjoyment of the movie. I think it is still just fun as hell. Uh, all right, anything else? Oh, I got to fucking update the list. Uh, all right, so we'll go to <laughs> uh, Mike's number four. I'm going to uh, give Brian some time to update the list and intro this a little bit longer than it needs to be because we've already talked about it. Uh, I'm just kind of watching him for a little bit of a cue. Well, it's delayed, so it, just go for it. <laughs> uh, and this is uh, Last Night in Soho is my number four. Okay. Uh, then that moves on to Ian's number four. Unlike Bad Boys for Life, this movie knew how to handle a title. Matrix 4 Resurrection. For my thoughts, listen to episode 249. That does track, yes. Maybe we just... I, we did just talk, yeah, we just did hours. talk about that. Yeah, that was last episode, guys. So so if you're wondering, my score has now gone higher from last time. As I said, mm. this score will keep rising, and that's why it's number four on my list. Um, as Will Smith said, what is this, some kind of quasi-sequel <laughs> reboot? Yes, and it was fantastic, and I loved... I didn't love it at first, like I said, and I fell in love with it, and I... I really liked what Lana did with this one, and I, 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 I really just like the Wachowski's catalog as a whole. I'm very excited for when we get to Speed Racers, and um, I am excited this, for that as well. Which is, I think, on a wheel. I don't it know which the, wheel. It is. It's it is on. on the it's wheel. on. Yeah, it's on the main wheel. So we we have yeah. like it's it's it could come up any week now. It's really. a one of six. It's so a one I, of six. I guess my last thing to say any this week, one as we, we recording. We <laughs> discussed uh, last week. You probably should watch the first three before you watch this one, but if not, just fuck it, go into it. There's a great scene in it. There's a five-minute, like, pitch meeting that I think is fantastic. 
yeah, we won't. I won't talk too much about it because we did just talk about it. But yeah, it was it, mediocre for me. I think it was. It was fine. Uh, they all gave it sixes. It <laughs> didn't live up to the expectations I think I had for it. Uh, so I actually have it right now listed on my disappointment list just because I had a high bar for it and it did not meet that bar. So <laughs> that's what that's what I expect. That's fine. It's it's totally on my fine. disappointments as well. Fall guy. Three guys now on my disappointment. I figured you. that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else to add for resurrections, or we'll go to Josh's number four. Nope. All right, Josh, your number four. All right, I am going to cheat on this one, but I think I have a case whoa, 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 to whoa, make. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, if he does that. this, I'll put cats on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I would say, like if we're going be. You know, like Jaws. All right, Jaws is on my list now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm cheating. No, let, me, let me make the case. It'll make sense. Um, this was, uh, uh, again, we're, you know what? We, we really need to get Netflix as a sponsor. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> this is an, uh, another Netflix project. Um, here's the cheat. This was a trilogy that I honestly think technically is one comprehensive project. So I'm calling it one movie. Uh, this is the Fear Street series that Netflix did. Uh, I'll allow it, it. It came out in, I think, like July uh, last summer. It was um, uh, three parts. So they, they put them online like a week apart each. And there was uh, Fear Street 1994, 1978, and 1666. And it also works because by the time you get to the end of the third one it it connects enough and i don't want to go any further than that but if you're a horror fan um these were really well-made horror movies i thought um they're i wouldn't even call them horror i don't think i would i, I think they're scary they're, horror. they're scary movies that's horror it is. I think just the, the, the Wait, Josh, that word. can you go on an iron diatribe between the difference between scary movie and horror movie? <laughs> I, if you'd like to, how much time do we have? I asked Brian because I don't think he's amused with me really wanting to hear about this. <laughs> um, I, I think those words hit people differently is why I'm, I'm using them. Uh, I, I, I think they were honestly really well done. We were really shocked at the first one. Um, we had seen some advertising for the series a couple weeks before it came out and we watched the first one like the weekend it was available and we're like oh my god can like when's the next one and we like devoured the other two the day that they released and we were just really impressed uh the the composition of the whole thing especially as a trilogy but as this like big cohesive like one thing um was really cool um again not a whole lot else to say without ruining why it's special um but if you like scary movies and, and like really cool horror look look them up you, like the time goes by nice and easy i know it's like it's a three it's three movies but you could literally sit down and watch them all straight through and like that's your you know your friday night it works really well and three questions I, and i think on. opposed to a standard three movies that you might expect now you're talking more a lot more closer to four and a half hours, about 90 minutes each, that yeah. you are talking to like six to eight hours with three other movies that might be longer, you know, in today's terms. So one Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you're talking watching the, on Snyder the Snyder Cut scale? in terms of length. Uh, th th these are actually something I had not considered, like, including them together and, you know, 
cheating. Um, you know, like if I was going to separate them and include just one, I'd do the middle one would be my personal favorite of the three. Whatever year that I, the years are confusing. It was uh, 78 was the middle. Yeah. Um, the middle. They came out in 78. No, that's just the subtitles. They they were entitled like fear street. 19 whatever fear street whatever and then there was like one that was like 1600 josh right? was like wrapping these three movies like from 1960 1978 then 2020 into one thing i was like what the fuck <laughs> yes no this, no, this no, film no no from they... 1666 is really i mean I'm, <laughs> yeah i'm getting like you know film school snob here but really let's <laughs> think about it. It, it these were really 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 good I had actually forgot about them when I was making my list. Otherwise, they might have made my list. And I think the way that they presented them as three different parts kind of made me forget them and think of them more as like a series as opposed mm-hmm. to a movie. Yeah. like, And it, I think it, that's just why it didn't occur to me when I was making my list to put them on there. Yeah. Like you're I, going in, like I figured, oh, this is some kind of like anthology miniseries or something that they're doing. Right. And then by the beginning of the second one you realize oh no wait this is just a this is a little like straight continuation kind of messing with the time like the, the time frames become appropriate to the grander story being told um right. and 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 it's it just all works together really well and and it was just a, such a different way to do you know the storytelling and the presentation of it sort of as these seemingly three standalone pieces or whatever but it, it's all just one although I, I do have to say i'm disappointed you did not let this take up three spots on your list well, here's the thing. Either he's putting it, it into the trilogy one. and he's not getting any ratings from the Rotten Tomato score, or you give me one movie to pick out of those three so I can give you a score. What was your favorite? What's the most favorable? Well, no, no, no. no. What was your favorite? <laughs> what was your favorite? I saw that, Ian. That's what you get to choose. Um, you know, we only watched them once, um, so I, I uh, let's go with the middle. Yeah, I think I think you're right for for first okay. memory i think the middle was that, pretty solid that was the one with the girl from stranger things yeah yeah so, that was the one i thought was so that's fear street 1978 78 so well brian's doing that i have a couple questions is this anything like the goosebumps films no no <laughs> uh nothing at all does it pull anything from any of the fear street books apparently like just yes that's what sarah okay. tells me right. that gotcha. it's oh. kind of based on that those in some way i didn't even know those were books is it like a trilogy because they're connected or like yes. is it like a loose connection or like oh no strong? it's very strong. strong direct okay complete yes yeah they like it's very clear that they are like it, it's like it's an exact continuation it is yeah it's yes it's telling okay. different historical periods of the same connected Phenomenon. narrative gotcha yeah okay it seems cool i have to check it out yeah it definitely worth mm-hmm. it yes uh, all right, so we got Josh's number. I can't chime in for this one because obviously I did not see this, so we're just going to move on. Brian didn't watch a horror movie? I know, big surprise. You didn't watch three horror movies? <laughs> it's on brand. Yeah, I know. A trilogy of horror movies that Brian skipped? <laughs> Based on teen novels written by R.L. Stein. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll move on to my number three. This is this is where it got really hard for me to figure out where... Well, I, th- I feel like one and two was pretty locked... Uh, any other year, this could have been uh, my number one. Oh uh, man, Ghostbusters fell this low. No, uh, <laughs> what? But he's 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 he made my top of my list before. Uh, two other years, wow. two previous years, putting wow. it on number three. Denny V and Dune hit my number three spot. 
Wow. The title. Yeah, I was anticipating that to be the two. Yeah. I was anticipating this is two. I. This is three. I mean, I'm I disappointed in you. I, I yeah, can't. Yeah, I gotta say, I am. I can't say anything bad about it. Like, I, I love the movie. I think it's beautifully shot. I think the. I, I know I said this in review. I said it in the theater. I think Denny V deserves a Star Wars movie. I don't know if he'll ever do one, but God damn it, it looks like a Star Wars movie. Uh, I'm. I was worried I'd hate that it just comes up at the beginning of the movie and says part one. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm going to be here for three hours and it's not going to end. It's fine. Like I'm, I'm just that much more looking forward to the next one. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't really know anything going in. I didn't see the original 1984 movie. Uh, this was a whole new experience for me trying to just decipher Dune and figure out what was going on. I think it did a, a good enough job for a newbie like me to follow the movie and, and not lose track of what's going on. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Denny V still delivers. Do not, just because he's at number three does not mean this is a bad movie. It's still fucking excellent. So anyone should check this out also. I assume this is going to hit some other people's lists. No, you're the only one. I find that to be a lie. <laughs> it made my disappointing. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'll, I'll read what I have written down for it. Uh, they did it, lads. The unfilmable film was filmed and it was film goodness. <laughs> Director Dennis Villanueva. Showed the absolute <laughs> sickening terror of a large-scale planetary bombing and invasion. He showed the monstrous beauty of the worm. He cut the intrigue in gray into black and white. At the end of the day, he made one of the best sci-fi films of his generation. I think Dune was a masterclass film. Uh, this would easily go on probably a film of the decade list for me, I think. I think it's a one of the best sci-fi films we've ever gotten. I've read Dune twice now, which I I don't know if that sounds like a small thief, but it's like 900 fucking pages. <laughs> it took me like a week on vacation to get through it again. Weird flex, was, but okay. I was I'm on, kidding. Go ahead. I was shirtless the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important detail. <laughs> I just picture really paints that image like Dune. really well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's girls taking like TikToks and Instagrams at the the Las Vegas pool. I'm reading Dune. <laughs> only only if you have like the utmost um like tank top uh tan lines going on with like the the sunscreen, sunscreen on the nose. Zinc. Yeah, yeah. Zinc, the the zinc on the nose. nose. <laughs> it's got it's got to be the blue zinc too. <laughs> I. I know I've mentioned this person to Brian before, but I have a co-worker at work that uh, likes a lot of the same films I do, and she makes fun of me for not being more cut up on the MCU. <laughs> and we accidentally ended up talking about Dune for a half hour after uh, my <laughs> business meeting one day. Uh, I I love this film. I, I'm so happy they finally like made a worthwhile Dune, unlike that piece of shit they did the first time. <laughs> the anthology wasn't the worst thing. But, like, they made a really good dune, and my only real criticism of the film is that, like, Jason Momoa is too charismatic for for Chalamet to be the main character. <laughs> like, he's just too good. That's just my only real criticism is that you, you clearly are, like, Jason Momoa is the... If you don't know Dune, I think, going in, you almost would rather follow Momoa, I think. Then pay attention to mm. Chalamet. Do I have powers? Am I powers? Do I understand? Do Dune sands fall from time and the spice eats my mouth? You know, all that weird <laughs> shit going on. But I think they did, like, what they cut from the film, I understand and I will forgive them for doing because it allowed Dune to be made. If they were to film what I think 
Dune could be, which is the whole fucking book uncut, <laughs> it would never be made. And it, that would need to be like a series that somebody that was really into it funded and didn't care that it was drawn out too long. Welcome to my pitch to HBO Max for Zack Snyder's <laughs> next feature. <laughs> to Brian's point, like I said, that planetary invasion, which I guess is a spo- there's a planetary invasion. I don't care. Uh, there's a planetary invasion of some That's point. It's not really of, a spoiler. That's it's. I space. don't know. There's a planet that gets it's invaded, a and it's the most it's a sci-fi badass, movie. Planetary invasions are a thing. Terrifying thing, and if they were to like Star Wars, kind of blows in that perspective because they use a Death Star to blow shit up, and it's, there's <laughs> no fear. It just happens. But if they were to do like a High Republic or an old school thing where you actually had to bombard a planet, like Star Wars film, that's what I want Denny V to be in charge of. Is that he space battles? don't have that raw visceral of like ground combat i think usually and he brought it and i was i was terrified for those people i knew what was going to happen to him i've read the book i don't know if i've mentioned this I've read the book <laughs> and i was scared for them and i i'm this film should have won best picture just out of curiosity what did win best picture did the curious. wait did the, Os- did the oscars happen i don't know i have no idea like i don't follow that shit <laughs> i don't care have no idea. <laughs> But uh, if it wasn't this, what was it? Ian, have Fuck. you seen any other Denny V movies? I don't know if we talked about that before or not. I you would have to list them. Prisoners, Blade Runner, uh, Blade Arrival, twenty forty nine, Arrival, Prisoners. None. No. You should I watch Blade so. Runner for sure. It's I don't know about Arrival list. or Prisoners, but you would definitely like Blade Runner. I gotta watch that before I watch the cartoon. Did he do? Who did Sicario? Was that him too? Yes. The yeah. first oh, one. I saw Sicario. Sicario is okay. great. The first okay. one. Yeah, yeah. Sicario. So too. then you've seen two. I don't. Do I don't know if he one? did the second one. No. Honestly, probably okay. not. Okay. I don't. He's not a sequel kind of guy, but he will be with Dune, so that's good. Well, it's really one film. They just made him take a break. Yeah, <laughs> it's one story. It's all one song. All right. So you got a little bit of Denny V under your belt, uh, Mike. What do you think of uh, Dune? I love this movie. Um you know the it's not really a spoiler to say at this point this appears on my list but higher um this i I think ian stated everything just about as well as she could this was about as good as a sci-fi movie that you can ever make i can't improve upon this movie i we've talked about my thing for jason momoa before it's been we've discussed it so that was Ian's only detraction. It's not really a negative for me. Just, it's not a negative. It is what it is. Um, I I have nothing bad to say about this. This was... This needs to be 50 movies. They, they need to just keep letting Denny V make Dune movies. And let him just continue this process. Um, Dude, Messiah's next. Let's go. <laughs> I, I just, I, there, there, I, I couldn't have wanted anything more from it. I think you know what Ian said. Like you can't for a movie that you're going to put into theaters, you can't put every little bit of context that is in the novels onto film. You can't, you can't do it. It's too much. There's too much exposition. Too much stuff that mass audiences won't watch. That's just how it is. And that's okay. Because what they did with it 
was they pulled out everything that needed to be a part of this and they put it in and you add on top of that the directorial prowess that Denny Villeneuve brings and you get these amazing shots on top of it and the, the cinematography that adds to it to bring it to life there's not enough praise I could give this movie. This is, I think, far and away the best film of the year. Well, I guess I'd be surprised if it's not number one for you then. Yeah, two you got to say. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. There's two years, two years. Brian. It's two, <laughs> two years. years. That's true. Uh, you Josh, you have you, to wait and find out. <laughs> Josh, what do you think of Dune? Um, so this is absolutely <laughs> at the top of my need to rewatch first list i don't know so why. it didn't make your top 10 no oh and it's not that i didn't throw his list out <laughs> it's Validated. not that i didn't dislike it i don't know i don't know what it was like beginning the next day after we watched it i don't remember a damn thing about it <laughs> i don't know why it's the it's that like never happens to me but you've upset ian i i wanted to like i, I think visibly I upset <laughs> I think part of it, and I knew this kind of going in, I had really, really wanted to see this in, in theaters. This seemed like a theater movie. We weren't able to get there, and so we caught it, like, the last day on HBO Max before it left in, like, that initial 30-day window, and it hasn't been back yet, I don't think. Um, so I know we're not going to get the chance to see it in the theater at this point again, but... Um, well, right before Dune 2. Oh, yeah, something like that, right? They'll do, <laughs> they'll do a re-release. Um the moment that it comes on, I'm going to, you know, make time as quickly as possible to put that at the top of the priority list. I I, I literally don't know. I, I, can't, I can't explain it. There's like snippets of scene imagery that I can recall. But every part of it might be, and this is my only defense. We tried, as I mentioned before, like we tried to rewatch the 1980s Dune because I had only seen it once in college, I think. Sarah had never seen it. And we were trying to watch that before we... And it was, as you, like Ian said, I think, or one of you, like, it was god-awful. Like, it, for whatever, I don't know, people have a different opinion of it of that era. Like, it, I don't think it aged. It's it's nearly unwatchable to me. What I remember about... To be about fair, you... I've never met anybody that loves that movie. It's <laughs> like, oh yeah, this was amazing. I've I, never everything seen it. Everything I hear about it's negative. I've never seen it, but I remember Josh, who typically watches a shit ton of movies... Say I tried three times to get through it and couldn't, and that was that's enough for me. I will never seek this movie out ever. <laughs> like they have the belts they put on that give like them the field. The what they do in that last movie is this like weird triangle shaped thing across the body, and it is the worst special effect I think has ever occurred. <laughs> like yes, there's like you can just do bad special effects where it looks poor quality, but this was poor execution, poor design, <laughs> just like a masterclass in. Don't fucking do this for an effect. And they did it and filmed the fucking movie. <laughs> to, to be honest, like the, the effect they put in that he's referring to, we could probably create while we're still talking, paying zero attention in the background, recording this podcast. We could probably create it. Um, j j just it, like it's that bad. But it's, <laughs> like, so it's, bad. it's literally just inserting a, like a fucking pixel art polygon over the top of a character on, on a screen. It's so bad modern like After Effects would ask if you're having a stroke if you tried to apply it. <laughs> yeah, it's 
and like the thing to remember is like you had movies like Ghostbusters around the same time being made that had really good effects at the same time as this. And I think for for us, part of it was like it, we we were trying to. So Dune was released while we were on vacation, and so we were trying to do the Lynch rewatch before we saw it and before we went on vacation. As I said, we got like a half an hour into it. And we're like, we need a break. We went back, watched like twenty minutes. Need a break. And, and it wasn't even like we started from the beginning again. Like maybe it'll be better. Like we tried to keep going and just didn't make it. And then we went on vacation, we got home, had to do all that, had some like life stuff happening. So like maybe it was just like wrong sequence of events there. But um this is, I have nothing bad to say about it. I, I just I literally have like retained nothing to form an opinion. I do think the That's theater fair. experience helped. Like I saw this in IMAX and it was fucking great in the theater. Yeah, it probably was. I'm I'm sad that we weren't able to see it that way. But yeah, to Ian's point, like they very well may have uh, a re release whenever the next one is ready in a, a year or two or whenever they get to it. So if yeah. they do that, definitely we'll, we'll hop back and I'm sure we'll watch I, it again I would, before then. I would, I would love to do that as a group guys. If, if they re-release it and they put it in IMAX as a double feature. That's, that's a day. <laughs> it's, like... it's a day, but it's something, you know, we, we review podcasts. It's a thing we do. We review movies <laughs> for podcasts. It's, I mean, we saw Ghost like... in the Shell. <laughs> it's true and that was amazing even that though was just, like that was just the start at the of the the super friends uh field trips <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we got to get funding for this brian what's going on yeah right <laughs> <laughs> buy some more shirts mike <laughs> i should have put the donation <laughs> oh, button shit fund our movie going experiences please <laughs> people in chat <laughs> want us to watch something pay for it <laughs> um all right we so move on patreon <laughs> there we go <laughs> yeah i might have to start that uh, all right, so we'll move on to Mike's number three. All right, so we were bound to talk about this eventually. Uh, we knew this would make pretty much everyone's list that saw it. I don't know if Ian saw it or not. Um, but it's it's time to talk about some white spider liquid. <laughs> hashtag white spider uh, liquid in chat. Hashtag white spider liquid, that's right, because we're about to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, The best... Spider-Man movie I have ever seen and it's number three on my list that tells you how actually good the last couple years have been that the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen comes up number three because of a couple movies we've already talked about but we'll keep that for spoilers on the list um this movie was amazing this was fucking great um you know there's so many spoilers that we can't talk about with this movie so it's really hard to talk about all the reasons that it's great. I'll be honest. I got somebody at work that I've been trying to get to see this movie since it came out. And he has somebody actually yet. hasn't seen it. That was yes. what was going through my head when I'm thinking about spoilers for this movie, because of how much money it's made that there's still actually people that have not gone out. And, and seen I've it. asked him if he stayed away from everything. And apparently he's still been able to stay away from the spoilers. That's and, impressive. And it is still in theaters. Yes. It, yeah. Right. It's still there. Um, I, th- th- This movie has, my single best Peter coming of age moment in it that any of the movies have done. I I'm trying to do this spoiler free and I see you laughing at me, but I'm no, he's laughing to do because coming of age and you're wearing a shirt that says white spider liquid on it. 
Yeah, and, and right. Spider Man is an allegory for like puberty. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. He's shooting his white spider liquid all over the place. It's happening. <laughs> it's going everywhere. Okay. And oh, this is why we do this on the stream, right? This is a visual experience now with Ian. This is this works so well. You, you used to be able to buy this shirt. It is now a limited edition. Limited edition of one. I am the only person that ever bought one. I am the only person that has this shirt. Uh, sucks to be you, I guess. Um, however, this movie does everything that a Spider-Man movie could do. I really honestly believe that. This It touches on every little bullet point that you would want a Spider-Man movie to touch on. Um, I, I can't... I don't know how to talk about this movie without spoiling Well, it's fine, because that'll, that'll speed this up so we can finish at some point. <laughs> I, I agree. I So I know it appears on probably, I know definitely Brian's list, probably at number one or two, since I mean, he's that's already all done left, three. So. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's it sets up the next phase of Marvel as well. In in, in, at the same time as it does everything that it can do for Spider-Man as a character it sets up the next phase of Marvel and where we're going. And it gives us an idea and hints and all these ideas of what, what the MCU might be doing next in it. Tom Holland's performance really, really good. Second, maybe third best performance in the movie. I can't tell you about the first two. They're amazing. Um, I, I, I just I can't. To someone like, else, do you want someone else to talk? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know what else I can say about this movie. There's so many spoilers. Like, this whole movie is just a spoiler. Yeah, so kudos like, to anyone that hasn't seen this movie and has actually stayed away from all that stuff, because it is everywhere now. Like, they're not hiding anything anymore. Between cast interviews no. and, and pictures online, no. like, official promo pictures of from the movie that Sony is releasing itself. Like, that shit's out there now. I would be spoiler-free if I didn't appear on this podcast. Which is probably true. <laughs> Yeah. That's the only place I've heard these spoilers. <laughs> or seen them. That's because you don't social media much. Outside of, like, anime and hentai or something. Uh, Josh, so what do you think of the movie? <laughs> well, I would also... I'm sorry, that was out of... For all the things that we're trying to conceal, uh, we can direct listeners to episode 247, which we did only, like, three... Like, four weeks ago. So it's it's there. Um, you can you can hear all. The yeah, thoughts. that that is spoiler heavy. So right. if you want to get all the stuff we're avoiding, that's where right, you go. Right, right. There is uh, a spoiler warning in it, so that you know you know when. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, thought very highly of it. That's that's it. <laughs> is there much How else? You talk about this movie without spoilers. Say, How? Um, yeah. yeah. So. Mike's right. It does show up on my list later on. There's only two spots left, so it's one of the two. Uh, I, I I love this a lot. I went in with high expectations. I think it met or even exceeded those expectations. Uh, we talked about it on the review. John Watts has a fucking fantastic trilogy under his belt for the MCU. Between Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home, those are three goddamn good movies. Like, up there, for me, for, like, the Captain America trilogy, which I think are all really, really good. Um... So I I really want to see what he does next. Like he's got Fantastic Four coming up, so we'll see what he does there. Um, this <laughs> the I, I would I would maybe uh, I would I would love to see it. It's up in the air whether Tom Holland's coming back. Like nothing in in the press or anything is official if he's coming back. There's 
talk one way or the other. I'd love to see him come back. I think he well, embodies this character. What's that? You know what it comes down to? The money. No, well, I mean, that and <laughs> he gets his name where Robert Downey Jr. was the very top of the poster. Oh, yeah. As an EP as well. <laughs> yeah, that could do it. Yeah. Give me them, them uh, the back-end deals for the box office. And Which is kind of wild considering their age difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's tied to Spider-Man, right? Like, Spider-Man is the character that everybody seems to gravitate towards and like. So if you put a good actor in that role, not to say, you know, past Spider-Men have not been good. I mean, Topher Grace was good. I, I mean, I think the issue Topher people Grace. had... <laughs> Topher Grace was great. I think the issue people had with the Amazing Spider-Man movies was the films were bad, not right, Spider-Man. It's, right, it's not the bad. actor, it's the story around the actor. Yes, that's what I was getting to, yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be skittish as well. If you haven't seen the movie... Definitely go see it. I would I would think you'd probably have to see some other Spider-Man films and some other uh, MCU movies a little bit just to, to figure everything out and, and follow along with what's Spider-Man going on. Spider-Man films I should see? And that mean, 70s show where Topher Grace shows up, you should... <laughs> the trailers show you, you there are past villains that show up. I would highly recommend going back to see some well, of the I other Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. Well, they show you the, the, the main trailers. Them, so that's why I'm The main them. trailers show you... You want a short um, answer, Ian? Yes. I should yes. watch Amazing Spider-Man. You should watch yes. all the previous Spider-Man movies. How about that? Oh, even we'll just, the Indian one? We'll just cover the cover your base. As much Spider-Man as you want to consume. I'm not going to tell you Hollywood not to. Spider-Man. Start watching them all. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man. Just, just... Uh, you play the video games? Yes. Before the movies? No. But I would highly recommend playing the video shh, games. Yes. Shh, we don't have to tell even the audience the this. One? Yes. All, okay. get, yeah. all the Spider-Man, yes. Good. You have to play every different version of Maximum Carnage that they put out. They're all slightly different, and it all matters. That sounds like a Venom game, so no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, Spider-Man's good. Go see it. It's it, It'll pop up again on, I'm sure, someone else's list, if not mine. Uh, Ian, you're number three. Uh, so I think this might be the second highest praise I can give a film. Uh, it is my highest rated live-action film, Dune. Okay. I whoa, thought whoa, it was going to be higher whoa, for whoa, you. Whoa, 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 Second, this is your highest rated live action film? The next two are animes. So Snyder's Justice League was earlier. Yes, correct. And this is here. That's amazing. I'm surprised. I'm genuinely surprised. You're surprised what? that Ian put anime movies as the top two movies of the last two years? I'm not surprised. I mean, <laughs> over Zack Snyder and Dune? Yes, I'm actually surprised. This is a real list. I have integrity. <laughs> wow. We're going to blow past that I, I will say, I guess ahead of time, part of the issue is is that the next two movies are conclusions. Okay. This is a beginning. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Go ahead. Since we already talked about Doom, move on. Josh, number three. Um, so this might be a curveball, but... Uh, pig! Pig! Ever since pig! I saw it, I can't ever... Find anything that I dislike about Bullshot. it. Um, I haven't rewatched it yet, but I, I intend to very, very soon. My number three Christine. is Cruella. Wow. Oh, okay. That made Amy's top list as well. She that came posted out that in chat earlier. In the last two years, huh? Uh, it was last May, I believe. Uh, just but quickly, yes or no, but before I go on, did anyone else actually see this yet? I have not. No. I kind of wanted to, and then I just it got shuffled around, and I kind of forgot about it, honestly. Uh, yep. But with your recommendation, I might have to actually make it a point to watch that. 
Uh, so Mike, Mike, I'm sorry. Did you say yes? I said no. Amy oh. watched it. I did not. Oh, okay. Um, so it was out for a week or two before we got around to it. And like it, I was happy. Like we went to the theater, we got out of the house, we did a real world thing. And, um, somebody afterward, I had seen a comment somewhere that, uh, a reviewer as uh, who knows described it as Joker of the Disney live action movies. And that's actually not that far off. Okay. It, it, it like once you see it, it actually makes sense. Um, it was, it was, how many dogs die? <laughs> the right amount. 101. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> um, it's, it's probably, it's, it's much more along the lines of what Maleficent did as opposed to just the remakes, live action remakes of the other stories. Um, okay. Went directions. I did not think it, it would came at it from like a, a, fractured fairy tales kind of uh perspective like you know how might the lasting perception and understanding of this character have come to be through distortion and other people's perceptions and I, for emma stone freaking knocked it out of the park uh the supporting cast was really really great um just it it was so much better than i expected it to be um, I thought I would enjoy it. I'm like, okay, they're definitely doing something different with this one. Let's see what it is. Yeah. And honestly, I just I thought it was really damn good. Did I get wind of a sequel? Are they doing a sequel? So I'm gonna yeah. So the I guess it's in it's technically greenlit. I don't really want them to do one. I think it's fine where it is. Okay. To be honest, um, it made I'll, too much money. I'll get yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> when it, it makes did. money, like, they make sequel. That's that's the formula today. It, it made enough in pandemic era. You know, er, early. Uh, vaccine release era and had gotten probably great praise i would hope um that i believe a sequel has been greenlit um i'll give props to the director craig gillespie um he did a couple of well at this point like 15 years ago did lars and the real girl um he Mm. did the fright night remake with colin farrell Mm. and anton yelton Mm -hmm. um uh, he did i tanya if anyone saw that uh, and then basically mm-hmm. Cruella was his next one. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, I, I highly, highly recommend it. Did it have anything to do with the dogs? Yes. Okay. <laughs> For yes. me, I'm just wondering if it was is... just like, because like the Joker spoilers, that's nothing to do with Batman. Really? Right, right, right. That's fine. Yeah, um, no, in, in that way, do- dogs are, in, in, yes. <laughs> They're there. For for me, this is something I didn't watch um, very intentionally. I have a very close connection myself to dogs. And people who are cruel to dogs, I don't believe that there is a penalty that is harsh enough. And so seeing movies like this... You don't need to worry about that. Really? For especially any of the reasons you're thinking of, no. Okay. I'm telling you, it, it twists it. It twisted it enough okay. that it's 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 cool. I mean, it it would have to be rated R to punish her properly. <laughs> um, if you're cruel to dogs, fuck you. I'm just gonna say that. You're. I, I feel like yeah, our podcast that, can agree with that, right? And, I mean, and, and, I don't think I'm out of line saying that. I think, that right. I think no, Michael Vick um, served his time. <laughs> that's that's the thing. You're you're you will come out of it thinking I did not, especially if that's where you are right now. 
it is not the story you think it is whatsoever. Okay. Okay. That's good. John Wick. Yes. That right. Leslie, <laughs> John, let, let's just unleash John Wick on Cruella after she touches his Dalmatian. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add for Cruella? I guess Josh, you're probably the only one that has seen it. So I don't know if anybody else has anything to add. Nothing? All right. Uh, we'll spin over to, I guess it's me for number two. So, out of, out of the movies that I think we reviewed, the ones I've probably been anticipating, I think it's probably not surprising that... Oh, shit. Um, it's me clicking around. Um, so, I... Obviously, I think there's probably two movies that what probably would have ended up at my top two. If you know me, if you know what I've been talking about, it's one of these two. So it's just a matter of which one went where. Number two for me is Spider-Man No Way Home. What? That came in at number two. Okay. So since we've already talked about that one, I will spin over to Mike for his number two. Uh, you may want to check the video feed. Yeah, That's I got it. I got it. He's, he's, oh, it fixed. Like I see the gray screens that you're talking about. I guess I'm on a, more of a delay. Sorry. Um, number two for me is No Time to Die. Wow. Okay. Did we talk about that yet? Yes, we did. Uh, I thought we, we talked, talked about, about that Skyfall. earlier. Wow. Thanks. Um, no, No Time to Die was fantastic. I think honestly, the best Bond film ever, and in any other year, would have been my number one, but not this year. Okay. I gotta remember what the rating was for that. Uh, I'm sure you can just scroll 50. up. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Ian, your number two. Not on Rotten Tomatoes. Shirabako the movie. Director Susume Mizushima has directed some of my favorite series over the years, such as Girls Under Panzer and Prison School. They returned to the director and storyboard chair for Shirabako the movie. The story is set four years after the events of the Ryo Shirobako anime. Ao Miyamori keeps dealing with the ordinary troubles in her daily work at Mushino Animation. After a morning meeting, one Tanane wants to talk to Ao and puts her in charge of a new theatrical anime project for the studio. The project has unexpected problems, and Ao <laughs> is unsure if the company can proceed with a theatrical anime in its current state of affairs. While dealing with that anxiety, Ayo meets a new colleague named Cade Mia. She and the Musani team work together to complete the project. We, again, get the girls struggle in the beginning of their careers. Even as our lead, Mia Mori, has become more dependable over the years, she still has her struggles to bring the project together as a whole. For big fans of the original TV series, this movie brings back everything you were missing and more. The grand conclusion of friends coming together as they truly support each other. An absolutely beautiful film. And as they say, don't, don't, donuts, let's go nuts. Shirobako is an anime about making anime. It's a group of people working at an anime studio. And it's a behind-the-scenes look on the actual struggle of making anime. Unlike traditional Western TV shows outside of South Park, that are filmed weeks in advance. Anime are usually delivered day of to the studio to air. It is very up against the buzzer, and this this movie and this series do not shy away from that. 
and it has a great cast of characters through all walks of life. You have a guy that works there that's in his 60s that has worked on anime from the 60s. You know, he worked in the 60s on anime, and he's now just there to help out occasionally if they need him. You know, he's not a huge involvement. You have a director for the anime they're making in the anime who his last project was a complete abject failure that it got canceled early because they just couldn't finish it. They like literally just had still frames with dialogue over it because they just ran out of time to finish it. And it brings in that early struggle, I think, that connects with me as a Gen Zer of being that young and early in my career that I get that struggle of trying to fit in at the workplace and just really like trying to make it my own and like that kind of imposter syndrome of uh, do I deserve to be here? And I think this film and this series have done that amazingly and then put it through the eyes of something I truly enjoy anime. And um, I think, you know, you would, the original series, I think, is just really good. But it, this movie would stand on its own if you guys wanted to watch it. And it still gives you that uh, picture of, wait, how did they make this? And I, I think you guys might appreciate that, too. So you're going to spell that for me again, because I lost track of what the title that was. Um, if I say Shiro, do you know how to spell that? S-H-I-R-O. And then B-A-K-O. K-O. The movie. Okay. Got it. You know, if there's one thing in uh, that your passion for anime does, is you bring forward things that are actually quality in the genre. Thank you. Because I, I think, as with Hollywood and television in general, it's really hard to decipher what's worth watching when you don't know much about the content. And there's a lot, especially today, on all the different platforms that we deal with. There's a ton of anime flooding these platforms because it's more popular than it's ever been before. And it's a little bit overwhelming to look at it and all these series that have hundreds and hundreds of episodes. What do you actually invest time in that's worth um, watching? The investment, it, yeah. Yeah, like, because it's so much time investment to catch back up on some of these things. And your insight into saying like this is actually quality content is very valuable and it will help me make decisions about what to keep up with because there are certain things that i would like to catch up with and keep up on and if it's good content i'm there for it i don't care about the medium or anything like that as long as it's good i'm there is the story good is the content good i'm there um but yeah you know more information will help us navigate this new world of anime to a lot of us older boomers um, much better. Thank you. Thank you for uh, finally admitting it. Yeah. <laughs> so Being Ryan humble. offered, because uh, there's a new Mission Impossible coming out. He's like, hey, you know, maybe, you know, you come over, watch a couple of them. And then, like, I could also just watch the rest of my own or some shit so I could, like, be caught up. And now I challenge him to watch Shirobako. Oh, jeez. Wait, is that really available movie? somewhere to to stream? No. Okay. You're gonna have to buy it. <laughs> do Do you own it, Ian? And you're not gonna let him borrow it? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Make me pay money for something it's, like that. It's called a challenge, Josh. It's not a request. Even though part of that was come to my house and I'll sit with you and watch the Mission Impossible. It's like, well, can't you just bring it to my house with you when you? Be no, I cannot. Just like this podcast, I'm forced into it. <laughs> <laughs>
We we have a lot of dirt on Ian. He's being held here against his will. <laughs> a lot of that's also my fault for talking about googly eyes so much in the early days. That's fair. <laughs> Some of those probably we got filtered out. To his employer, and he won't last long once they hear about all the stuff he's done with googly eyes. I won't if last you long. Hear that, though, we still have the podcast post publicly, so you can go back and listen to it. Of course, I don't remember what episodes those were. Just listen to the clip shows. That's true. <laughs> we'll look it some up. Some of those got to still exist. To leave yeah. As he incriminates himself further. <laughs> a public publicly, we'll post a list. Oh, uh, speaking of, as a reminder, once we finish the Ghost in the Shell and Rewind Theater, I am leaving. The show. <laughs> <laughs> he has been on record saying that multiple times. So at this point, <laughs> for almost years now, it feels like. <laughs> and Brian can just set those to point zero zero one percent on the wheel, and it still looks the <laughs> Throw same. Throw off the percentages. Yeah. Um, so anybody have anything to add for Shibako the movie? Not the movie, no. Yeah. Uh, you we'll know talk what? later about the series, Sean. <laughs> right. He he has talked me into watching it. How about Okay. That? We'll check back. Uh, Josh, your number two. Number two? That's for Andy, uh, who's not here. not here anymore. <laughs> I know, uh, but he'll listen. Um, yeah, he will. Not much else to say. Uh, we talked about this earlier, and it... Ranked this high for me, my number two is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, all right. Nice. I'm glad it got some, uh, you know, made it that high on someone else's list. I, I like that. So another question I'm thinking of now, why are there only ten rings? What does the difference to the number of rings matter? I mean, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I don't know if, like, what if there was twelve? Power? Would you ask why is there only twelve? Probably. What if there was 10 million? Why not 30 billion? Well, then there's too many. Oh, okay. So what to you would be a good number? 24. Like my favorite right. TV show, 24. Duh, duh, man, I love oh, 24. Jack Bauer. <laughs> you want to talk Dragging about 24 our... for the next hour? <laughs> I probably could. I probably could. Episode. We are literally almost four hours into this goddamn thing. I fucking knew it was going to take this long. <laughs> we got to wrap up soon. Uh, all right, so we'll spin around to my number one. My number one should probably be no secret if you followed anything that we've talked about on the podcast over the past probably bloodshot. year. Bloodshot. It's not bloodshot. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife made my number one spot. Uh, I talked about it on the review. This thing, this movie was, again, another one that I think I went into with just very high expectations. I was just hoping it wasn't going to be crap. Uh, I avoided as much as I could going into it because I wanted to be surprised. I didn't know where they were going. Pig, uh, pig, pig, pig. It wasn't pig. No. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I I love so much about this movie. I I love the cast. I love what they did with the uh, continuation of the original movies. Uh, I am anxiously awaiting where they go from here. I definitely want to see some more sequels with this cast and continue this story, or at least bring the characters back and just do some more Ghostbusting. I'm I'm here for it. I loved it. Uh, and. I mean, the end of this movie probably gave me one of my biggest emotional res like uh, responses seeing a movie. Period in the last year, like I every I've seen this movie five or six times in theaters. I have cried every single time I've seen this movie. I cannot help it. It's I have just, a real question. Hits me that is, way. At any point, did a small child point? Why is he crying, Dad? I, if they did, they hid it from me. I didn't see it, so I I don't know. <laughs> Actually, was one of them like by yourself at least? I, uh, I'm trying to think if I have gone by myself. I No, I meant, I meant like, no one else in the theater, not, like, with someone you knew wondering why this man's crying next to me. 
I yeah, I don't remember. I most of the viewing experiences I had, I know I went 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 with someone. I can't remember if I snuck out to see one by myself or not. So I know this has come up because of the TMNT business and those shit movies. But uh, Brian has asked if I've ever seen Ghostbusters, which I have, both of them. Okay, okay. So <laughs> I my thing is, I guess like I haven't seen this one yet because I didn't go to theaters and I don't think it was available anywhere. Sony's yet. stingy about where they end yeah, up. Yeah, so. you'd have to buy it to watch it right now. Yeah. Which it I might won't. be available to rent for like six bucks or something, but it's so not available I guess anywhere without cost. The most confusing thing for me about this is why it has brought Brian to tears. <laughs> I just really want to see it just to figure out what it is that it did. Because I have no idea. That other is than full on spoilers, so I will not tell you what happened. I'm not even sure if Bill Murray's in the film, to be clear. <laughs> I'm just assuming they brought them back, which is part of the reason Brian likes it. But if they didn't kill off Bill Murray or Slimer, then I, what? I think so. Without spoilers, I think it's more real world circumstances. Wait, that... is this just don't look up again? Just don't look. <laughs> no, up no, 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 no. Personal real world circumstances for the cast and crew of the original films that this movie and it just being made in general. You know, I mean, like, it's it's not really a spoiler to say that, you know, Ivan Reitman's kid is making this movie. And it holds, I guess, a lot more weight. I don't know who made the last movie that was made in the Ghostbusters franchise. Paul Feig. With Paul Feig. Yeah. It's not the same. Is he related to Kevin? You're, no. You, I don't, you're I don't talking know. about so. uh, They're pronounced movie. differently, so. I By guess what 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 you're seeing is like a movie that what what's his name it's, I, it's I Ivan know. Reitman's kid Jason. Zach Jason Reitman <laughs> Zach J- Jason Reitman is coming in and re- reviving the franchise from his father and he's doing so with the approval of the original cast that were friends with his father um you know with the approval of Harold Ramis who died who's the only one of them that's dead He's the only one that's not around anymore. So they're making this with the approval of all these people that were involved with it. The last movie wasn't really made the same way. The original cast didn't want to appear in it. They didn't really care about it. It wasn't something that they gave a damn about. In this one, it's much more, for fans of the franchise, it's an emotional attachment to the franchise. This is very much a love letter to Ghostbusters. Yes. And having said all that, it appears in my disappointments. So I, well, I know will... when you texted, cause we talked about the review. You didn't make it on for that episode. You texted me your review and I was surprised where you ended up with that review. I gave you the reasons then and I'll state them when I do my disappointments. Um, or I, I can, I, I guess since I'm saying it's in my disappointments, I can say it now. The humor didn't feel as genuine as the original franchise to me. It didn't feel as though I, I hate to put it this way. It didn't feel like Ivan Reitman and Harold Ramis wrote the humor. Um, it, yeah. it felt like this was geared towards kids. Also, it's not the eighties. It, well, it's not the eighties, but it, it it still it didn't have the and I think the, the dark, sarcastic. Like Bill Murray can deliver a line as Peter Venkman, like fucking nobody's business in those first two movies, and he, it's just it's not there. It, it, that type of humor is not present. That dark sarcastic humor to me wasn't there in this movie this movie's humor was geared towards children it was geared to give fans of the series some nostalgic moments that were mostly hollow for me because the overall feel of the movie 
did not feel the same. Well, I think the the I think I said this when we talked about it in the review, but the uh, tone of the movie, like the the original one, is basically like, hey, we got three funny guys, let's make a movie for them to do something in. This movie is, hey, we have the the backing and and. I don't know, like weight, I guess, of the Ghostbusters franchise on this movie. This isn't, I don't think this is built, Afterlife is built as a comedy. This is built as, hey, we need to do something with Ghostbusters. And this is a story we can tell about Ghostbusters. When I think the original was like, hey, this is a comedy for, what? To me, like, that's the heart and soul of Ghostbusters to me. Is the right, but I think, like, they were approached differently. Like, I don't feel like this one came at it with, like, hey, we're going to make a comedy like the original Ghostbusters. The original Ghostbusters was, hey, we have Bill Murray, we have Dan Aykroyd, we have Harold Ramis, let's write a comedy. Okay, that we have the script about Ghostbusters, let's make that. This is, we have, they did, it's like the other way. Like, we have Ghostbusters first, and then we want to make a movie out of that. And maybe that's right, where I get the that. change and, is. And honestly, without spoiling... I know this is honestly we're on very different ends of the spectrum right. with this yeah, movie. Yeah. With, without spoiling anything, I can't get into other reasons why it's all my disappointments. Um, but like I, 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 you know, vaguely speaking about the humor not fitting in with where I felt it was with the first one, I don't feel like as much of a spoiler. But other things that it does, I'm I'm not okay with. Okay. All right. Um, we'll, we'll slide that, over. That's to Josh. the best I can do. So yeah, just pass it along. For Afterlife, what do you think, Josh? Uh, I think I'll, my thoughts really haven't changed since our review of it, uh, episode 245, if anyone wants to go back. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. I didn't have as much of a stake either way going in, I think. I grew up with the originals as well, so um, it wasn't like I just came to them as adults, but... Um, it wasn't really in a position to light my world on fire or disappoint me from the beginning. I just wanted an enjoyable movie. Yeah. Um, and I spoke my piece about the story elements and whatnot in our review discussion. So yeah. Um, still kind of middle of the road for me. It is what it is. I appreciated it. Fair enough. It's, I, I think I actually said that to you, Brian, when I sent you the text about my review is that I feel like it was a good movie. Yeah. If it stood on its own and it was a standalone Ghostbusters and everything else didn't exist and it was just its own thing. I, I like I felt like it was a good movie. But as a Ghostbusters film, I feel like I was disappointed. Fair enough. Uh Mike, we'll move on to your number one then. My number one is Dune. Um we talked about it very thoroughly earlier. Uh fucking love that movie. It's so goddamn good. All right, uh, we already covered that one, so we'll move on to Ian's number one. <laughs> you build up for this one? What do you What do you got? He's stretching. He's got a lot to say. Breathe deep. Chief Director Hideki Anno returns to complete the series that made him a household name in America. He returns to his series when they made the original TV anime. They ran out of budget and had to cobble together the final two episodes, and it was an incoherent mess that ended with everyone saying congratulations. This is the director of Shin Godzilla, and he finally brings his great robot story to a close. In the aftermath of the fourth impact, stranded without their Evangelions, Shinji, Asuka, and Rei find refuge in one of the rare pockets of humanity that still exists on the ruined planet, Earth. There, each of them live a far different day than they usually did when they were Evangelion pilots. 
However, the danger to the world is far from over. A new impact, the fourth impact, is looming on the horizon. One that will prove to be the true and final end of Evangelion. Finally, the human instrumentality palette. The Human Instrumentality Project is set in motion, take three, and Wiley makes one last grueling stand to prevent the final impact. The film blends the unique style of Hideki Anno's vision in a way that was moving to me. Ah, This series came out in the 96, I believe, originally as a TV anime. Hideki Anno was the director, and he was massively depressed. D -d depressed <laughs> And... He made a meta-commentary of what Giant Robot series is. What if you actually put a child in a giant robot? They would be fucking scared. It is not fun to be in a robot fighting alien creatures from outer space. It's not fun. And he showed that devastation, that abandonment of your father, who only cares what you're giving him because you're getting in that fucking robot. He doesn't care about you as a person. He cares about you proving your mission. It's a coming-of-age story of a young boy that honestly has no parental guidance. No one in the film ever gives a good indication of what an adult is or even why they're doing what they do. And then that anime ended and they made a movie called End of Evangelion. And that was a retelling of the last couple episodes because they ran out of budget, so they redid it into a new movie. And then Hideki Anno was like, Damn, I'm not depressed anymore. So he decided to make the new Evangelion movies. This one, Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, thrice upon a time. The fourth movie in the Evangelion reboot series. This one is on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a complete <laughs> retelling of the Evangelion story with wildly different story, narrative, choices, but it is beautifully shot and animated. There's a special feature sequence in one of the first two films where they just recorded an audience reacting to it. And the, I don't know if you guys know this, Japanese audiences are like taught not to react. So like usually when they're doing like a comedy show, like like um, a late night show with Jimmy Fallon, they zoom in on like when they're doing bits on the street, they zoom in on actors' faces on set to show them laughing, to show the audience it's okay to laugh because they would politely not laugh because they're not supposed to. This audience was stunned at what they saw on screen. As Mike said, Shin Godzilla is one of the best kaiju movies probably ever made, and Hideki Anno came back to where he really built himself, not just in anime, but in giant robot anime, and he delivered the quintessential film to end his series, and I'm just happy that it finally came out. This movie was actually delayed, not just because of COVID, but because of Shin Godzilla. So, here we are finally ending the series that started in the 90s that I caught on Cartoon Network's Toonami back in the day and helped me fall in love with anime in the first place. And now it is finally here. It is over. And God willing, it'll continue forever. So, you're the first one to have a movie with a critic rating of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. I win. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's only six critics, if I remember right. <laughs> so the number's a little bit skewed. But yeah, we'll take it. It counts. It has a critic rating. So is it, like, you? I heard uh, Kids and Robots. Is it Pacific Rimmy? Like, I don't... Is that kind, kind of, of, thing of it? I mean, they're not, like, moving around, and it's not dual robots, but it's, okay. uh, like, they're all, like, about 15 years old, and they're placed into, like, a pod that gets inserted into the robot, and they control it with more regular mechanized controls okay. you would expect from like a 90s robot film 
like that kind of like more of a Power Rangers kind of thing. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Or like Voltron, yeah, kind of thing. And it's these kids fighting, and you know, you have Shinji, our main character, who is depressed and doesn't get why he's doing it, and only came to do this because he thought his dad would finally say good job, and he, uh, spoiler, doesn't. Um, <laughs> you have Ray, who is just a blobless, motionless girl who has no real emotion and is just doing it because they told her to. And then you have Asuka, the fiery redhead, who's doing it because she wants to be the best because she is the best. Or at least that's what she thinks she wants. Yeah. Okay. It's a, a really great story that I it has a lot of a lot going on. It's kind of like Spider-Man, I think, in that sense, where it's really a coming-of-age allegory more than anything. And I, I, this is one of my favorite series ever. Like I said, the originals I loved. I love these new four movies. And they're, like I said, brilliantly shot. The animation is superb. They really spent that extra time and budget you get when you're making a feature film. And I believe this is one of the highest grossing films in Japan, not just anime films. Nice. All right. Yeah, I mean, it sounds interesting to me. I obviously haven't seen it, but... And so, the whole so thing is how on many Netflix. films in the series? Uh, four. And four is there like for TV shows and stuff series. that needs to be cut up on too, or just movies? Sorry, what'd you say? Is there like shows and all that attached there's, with this as well, or just movies? There's shows in a, a movie that's a sequel to those shows, but they're a different storyline. Same characters. So parallel, story. but not nece- necessary. No, it's a re- it's a retelling of it. It's like a reboot. Okay, so those, the movies can be watched on their own without Correct. the television. And the whole thing is much on more likely to get into this then. And it's yeah, all on whole, Netflix. I'm in. I'll yeah, watch the this. The original series, the sequel movie to the series, and then these four movies all on Netflix. And I think people should check them out. And obviously, they have great titles like Evangelion 3.0 plus one Thrice Upon a Time. Oh, we can disagree the on the great title part, but agree on the fact that I will watch them. It's 3.0 plus 1.0. That's how you get the four. It's the fourth movie. When I looked it up, it was plus 1.01. Yeah. Plus Not 1. just 1.0, 1.01. 3.0 1. plus 1.01. Oh, I, yeah, sometimes it is. It's, I don't want to get into <laughs> it. There's a whole other thing. And then thrice upon a time. Okay. Three. Yeah, I got that. So thrice. Thrice. Like a trident. Uh, I, I and it actually, um, minor spoiler, the film ends with, uh, live action footage and it's just kind of, fun because it came out you know in the middle of covid and just like beautifully well shot japan being open again was kind of weird to see almost like it was jarring yeah it was weird so now to be clear it's on prime not on netflix because this on netflix. they have the on imdb it shows it as prime video like it's I... actually in the advertising for this film i know they have the rights to the original anime so i assume the new four films were also on there but i might have been mistaken about that Okay, so it might be a little bit split then. I'm going to double check Possibly. right now while Josh reveals his number one movie. <laughs> That's fair. All right, Josh. Wait, does anyone here. else see this? I forgot to ask. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to watch it. Quick answer is no. No, I have no. not seen this. <laughs> yes, the answer is no. Uh, Josh, your number one. Uh, I, I think I was kind of surprised myself at this action. I did not set out for really any particular thing to top the list um but uh sort of as we were doing our 2022 list uh with batman i had said like it got in this slot and i just couldn't find anything to put above it and so this is where it stayed um my number one is spider-man no way home 
Yeah, that's, that's a quality know. pick. It was it was it was too predictable, and I was surprised that it came out that way. Like, there's no reason for it not to be there per se, but like I said, it, it almost feels like the easy answer this year. But right. yeah, when I thought about it, I'm like, that really was pretty damn good, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't argue that one. Uh, Ian, did you confirm where it's at? Oh, I was typing in chat. The original series and sequel movie is on Netflix. As Mike said, the other four movies, including the one on my number one, are prime. Okay. All right, so we've got our top tens. So I will try to rehash all of these. <laughs> all right, so... Say the one, name! Say the... I'm just waiting for you to say my number ten. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I should just get yours out of the way first, but I'll get there eventually. Uh, so my list for my ten. So we have Suicide Squad at ten. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, nine. No Time to Die at eight. Bad Boys for Life at 7, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings for 6, uh, Free Guy at 5, Mitchells vs. the Machines at 4, Dune at 3, Spider-Man No Way Home at 2, Ghostbusters Afterlife at number 1. Uh, Mike's List, uh, Ray and the Last Dragon at 10, Mortal Kombat at 9, Willy's Wonderland at 8, Godzilla vs. Kong at 7, uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City at 6, Don't Look Up at 5, Last Night in Soho at 4, Spider-Man No Way Home at 3, no Time to Die 2, Dune is his number one. And this is where I butcher all of these fucking names. Uh, Ian's he 10. wants to watch you do all of them, too. I know, he's, he's waiting on bated breath. Uh, Ian's number 10, Fate, Grand Order, Divine Realm with a Round Table, Camelot Wondering, Ag- Agaturm, Agaturim? Close? Good enough. I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't stumble over before that word. I'm very just proud of myself. Of the right other ones no are idea. all just general English words, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> I, I fumble English all the time, so it's fine. Uh, that was the number 10. Suicide Squad, number 9. Goblin Slayer, Goblin's Crown, number 8. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League at 7. Gatami, the very final, at 6. Mortal Kombat at 5. The Matrix Resurrection. Uh, that's the one I messed up. <laughs> the Matrix <laughs> Resurrections at 4. <laughs> Dune at 3. Uh, Shirabaka, the movie at 2. Evangeline 3.0. Plus 1.0, thrice upon a time at number one for Ian. Come on, not that bad. Was, that wasn't bad. I was surprised. I was, <laughs> I'm proud I'm, of myself. I feel cheated. <laughs> uh, for Josh, his 10. Number 10, Palm Springs. Number 9, Last Night in Soho. Number 8, The Invisible Man. Number 7, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Number 6, Suicide Squad. Number 5, Eternals. Number 4, Fear Street, 1978. Number 3, Cruella. Number 2, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And number one, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, so the spreadsheet has calculated our averages. Uh, let's see. That puts me at a Rotten Tomato Critic rating at 82.6. Audience rating at 92.3. Mike ended up with a 70.8. Critic rating, 85.2. Audience rating. Uh, where's Ian at? Ian still has a couple missing because they're not on Rotten Tomatoes. But So he ended up at a... 76.8 critic rating, 84.8 audience rating. Uh, Josh ended up at 83.6 critic and 88.9 for audience. So that puts... Now i got to like scroll over and see. doesn't matter who came in what place. Oh, I, we're not going with like who got the best one? I mean, I did because mine are uncategorable. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it looks like I think I... No, Josh has the best critic, 
and I have the best audience at ninety point ninety two point three, which is proof that you had the worst movies. Sure, yeah. If the audience is behind it, that's fine. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've won anything on either of those in all these years. <laughs> do you guys do this every year? Yeah, usually. Sucks this up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we again. I was joking. This was going to be four hours. We are over four hours right now. So let's very, very quickly. Uh, I know we have a couple honorable mentions to get through. Some disappointments, surprises. Oh, uh, before I forget, too. Also, Andy phoned in his list, so I will go through Andy's list of ten. Yeah, let's hear Andy's first. So Andy's Andy's list of ten. Number ten for him: Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, number nine: Godzilla versus Kong. Number eight: Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Number seven: Black Widow. Number six, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Nice. Number five, The Green Knight. Ooh, Number four, Willy's Wonderland. Oh, so wow. made it up to the top five. Uh, three is Dune. Two is Spider-Man No Way Home. Number one, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Hmm. So Dune was consistently three. Dune, yeah, Dune had his spot picked out. Everybody, I'm, I'm surprised it didn't make number... Well, it did make number one for Mike, but I was... I. I'm a little bit surprised it didn't end up higher for other people, I think, but still. Anime happened. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I will quickly go through a couple honorable mentions that I have. Uh, I did put Sonic on my honorable mentions. Uh, I think that was a great movie. It surprised me still. Uh, that was that was the, the that was the movie I saw in theaters right before lockdown. So that was my, my hey, this was a fun movie. This is the last one I saw. So that did you go on Valentine's place. Day? It might have been opening weekend. I don't remember if it was Valentine's Day specifically. Well, that was opening day. That's okay, why. I don't, I maybe I can't remember. Uh, so that was one. Uh, the King's Man. I'm gonna put that as an honorable mention. Um, I love the other two. This one was still fine. Uh, it has a twist in the middle of the movie that I did not see coming. Like literally, someone I saw it in the movie with that was complete stranger down the end of the row. Literally said in the theater, "I did not see that coming when this happened." Like it, <laughs> that was just kind of fun. Did you pull uh, them? No. We're talking? No. Boo this man. Boo that man. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Shut up. It's a movie theater. Um, Black Widow made by honorable mentions. I think it's great. I just thought everything else was better. Uh, Jungle Cruise was a movie that I thought was really fun. Uh, I enjoyed that one a lot, surprisingly. Uh, Eternals made my honorable mentions. And last one I have is Encanto made my honorable mentions. I thought that was really fun, too. So I'll try to finish typing all this stuff up as you're going mike so what do you got okay um i actually just was talking with chat about encanto i thought that was a 2022 release no so yeah, it, it came was out. not even considered I, yep. because i didn't realize it came out right at the end of uh 2021 like the very end like right at mm -hmm. christmas i guess is when it came out um encanto would have been on my top 10 probably in the top five that movie was fucking gold um it's it's awesome. The music in it was awesome. The characters awesome. Um, Jungle Cruise also uh, was a really fun movie that was in my honorable mentions. Um, and uh, we talked about Shang Chi. That was an honorable mention for me. I, I think I brought that up at the time. And the last honorable mention I have is one that I'll say just a little bit about. And that is The Last Duel. Um, Last Duel was directed by Ridley Scott, starring uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck together. Shocker. Uh, but with Adam Driver and... 
I cannot remember the woman's name who was the lead actress. Uh, the, ch- had ro- the chick from Free Guy. So yeah, same woman. No. Um. Anyways, it 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 handles the very touchy subject of rape in a very unique way that presents it in such a way that it might help some really stupid people understand things a little bit better. Um, in the best way I can put it, it, it's handled, the movie's presented in three terms from the woman's husband who was raped, his story, the man who was accused of rape and his story. And it is presented at the end as the truth, which is the story of the woman who was raped. And it presents these three individual complete stories as one film. And it is extremely powerful. And it is a period piece. The I love that kind of stuff, being kind of a history nerd and stuff, seeing the way that they do this. And the fact that it's literally uh, factually framed around the last crown-sanctioned duel between two noblemen um, is really fucking cool. Just the idea that that... It it wouldn't even matter what the subject matter is. That alone is really cool. And then the way that the story is presented and handled is really well done. Not much of a surprise. Ridley Scott's pretty damn good as a director. He's had his missteps in the past, of course. He's not... Not everything's a home run for Ridley Scott, but most of it is. Did anybody happen to see like Ridley Scott and his fuck you tour on the press tr- press junket for that movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He Just was caught the news of it afterward. He he was flapping off at the tongue a little bit. <laughs> um, a clip of like somebody asked him, Oh, this is more grounded than some of your other movies. He said, Oh fuck you, sir. Yeah, fuck you, fuck you. He just <laughs> yeah. fucked the guy off. <laughs> yeah, he was really squeezing that rubber duck. <laughs> it it was it was an interesting um lead up, which I think is a lot of the reason it didn't get Maybe more attention. Um, but yeah, that would be it for my honorable mentions. Are we doing disappointments at the same time? Uh, or are we gonna we'll go to Ian's, swing around again? Ian, yeah, that? we'll swing back around. Ian's honorable okay. mentions. So, um, only four movies didn't make my list. My only honorable mention is Godzilla vs. Kong. Probably would have made his list if Godzilla actually had won. You know, for all your your lead up to this and teasing, I really thought Bloodshot was gonna show up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> It's at number 14. It, um, it's on the yes. list. It is but... number 14. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh, some of your honorable mentions. Um, first is Love and Monsters. Uh, I think Mike said it before that maybe it was Invisible Man was your like first home COVID mm-hmm. rental type thing. Um, this was ours. This was a couple of months in and it, it, like we had decided we're going to splurge and pay that like $20 fee to rent this just to try to back like, when feel... it was going to be two months of lockdown right, exactly it was just a few movies you were going to do that for right um and uh try to yeah so and it was it was a lot of fun um i had actually been looking forward to it um i had tried to put it on i think like i think it was an honorable mention for 2020 of like anticipated movies for that and brian and i had this whole thing that we figured out a couple weeks ago where the movie had actually changed titles between that point and when it was released um, but it has a uh, Dylan O'Brien, Jessica Henwick and Michael Rooker. Um, uh, this is really fun. It was cool. Um, a quiet place part two, a movie called boss level, which was like another groundhog day type oh, of I thing. Meant to watch that. Oh, holy shit. You're going to love it. Um, with Frank Grillo and, yeah. um, 
if you, if you want to watch a story where Mel Gibson is put in a position where his character gets murdered over and over, check this out. <laughs> um, but is it redeemable? Yeah. Oh, you mean like like is Gibson redeemable? Mel Gibson. I don't know. I oh, don't know no. what I just said. Words. <laughs> no, no. Um, but it, it's actually really fun. Um, that's on Hulu, right? Didn't I yes. see it on Hulu? Okay. Yes. Um, I included Old that I mentioned earlier, that uh, Shyamalan movie from last summer. Shyamalan actually brings it back around with that. Yeah. It, it was his... actually back back to kind of good form. Hopefully he doesn't. Because I thought the oh, same thing when he okay. did. I was put off because he's been off for a while. Well, it's right. like I did the same thing. Like he did Split and I'm like, holy shit, he's back. And then he did Glass and I'm like, he's himself. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, but no, old, old was kind of good. Um, I got to mention Tenet. Right, I don't think anyone understands this movie, but it's so freaking different that it like it it has to be good eventually. It's one um, of the ones I wanted to rewatch before this, and I just didn't. Like yeah. I only saw it once in the theater. I bought the 4K. I have oh, not okay. watched it since. I just have it sitting. Because again, that's another long movie. It's but it's like, do I want to figure this? Do I really want to sit and digest this and try to figure this out? But I, at some point, I will want to. And that's I think it's going to get better with yeah. that. There's there's something about that movie that's it's different from Inception where I could still enjoy Inception the next 10 times I saw it before I finally understood it. Yeah. Yeah. With Tenet, I don't it, know if I can is... do that again. I I have to yeah, I think to I have to be able to understand it the next time I'm seeing it or else not to say that there's not anything else redeemable or enjoyable about it, but there's not going to be anything else that's wowing me or surprising me yet. In the way, in the way that like exception still had just like that awesome way of and shooting a stuff. Fight and scene that is in the middle of that movie that I don't know how the fuck they did that, and I mm-hmm. need to figure that out because it is amazing. Yeah, it, it, yeah, the Mirrors. action sequences in Tenet were <laughs> impressive. Yeah, and pretty much everything that I learned, like they did so many practical things in there that like, it's not like manipulation of film, it's not CGI, it, it's really strange. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the last one actually was was Encanto. Okay. I, yeah, I, I'm actually sad I didn't realize that was a <laughs> a film that was eligible. I we watched it like two week or a week ago. We can start over. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think that's a good point. Uh, my number clock. ten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, quickly. Uh, disappointments. Uh, coming back to me. Uh, two disappointments for me: Wonder Woman 1984 and The Matrix Resurrections. Those were the two Fuck that you. popped out immediately <laughs> to me that end up on disappointment lists. Okay. Um, send, I'll just... I, I'm going to get a couple of fuck yous, but Wonder Woman 1984, yes, that's a disappointment for me. Matrix Resurrections, also a disappointment for me. Ghostbusters Afterlife, also a disappointment for uh, me. fuck you for, for me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I said, I knew it was coming from a couple <laughs> angles on that one, so th- th- those were my three in disappointments. I'm sorry. Uh, Ian, any disappointments? Uh, Willie's Wonder Place, uh, Free Guy. Um, <laughs> what did we shit on everybody's movies? No, we're, right, moving Spider-Man, on. Here. Far From Home, <laughs> Shang Chi. Far From Home isn't even the name of the one that came out this year. Um, <laughs> Josh Disappointments. <Valley>. <laughs> Josh um, Disappointments. Yep, mine. Fast Nine was an awful film, and I can't believe they released it. I was terminally upset that John Cena's now in the films in in the worst possible role. <laughs> Wait, and is this I, legit for you? This is on your disappointment list? And, no, I believe yes. this one. Okay. Yeah, it is. 
I am stunned that they made so many critical errors. The only redeeming part of Fast 9 is Tyrese realizing that they're in a movie. <laughs> and that's about it. Which has no and payoff! Then, like, and then, what? That movie, that that little bit does not have a payoff. Like, they set it up like it's yeah, going to go yeah. somewhere, and it doesn't. It doesn't, no. And then following that in my Vin Diesel disappointments of the year, Bloodshot was a bad film. <laughs> Did I, mean, I, I think like positively, it, though, to be, yeah. I gave it a five, which yes, for our crew was a positive review. <laughs> to be fair, that was one of the first ones we reviewed. Our rating system is altering itself over time. Um, on the Fast Nine thing, I would say I I don't consider it a disappointment for myself because I had no expectations. The other eight are good. <laughs> I I had no expectations. Oh, you're right. It Josh, could the other not nine. possibly disappoint me because my expectations were so low. Uh, did you have any other disappointments, Ian, or just those two? I no, I'm out of films. Okay, uh, Josh, <laughs> disappointments. I feel bad that we're all shitting on this, but Wonder Woman '84, <laughs> um, The Lovebirds, which was a comedy that I really wanted oh, I like to be much better, and and thought it was going to be. I agree, um, with you, Josh. Mortal Kombat actually lands on my disappointments again. It's Boo. like middle of the road. Just had Boo. like thought it was going to be better. <laughs> Um, and this is going to be the hurt one. Um, this was my number one most anticipated of 2020 before COVID hit. Halloween, Halloween kills. Ooh. Yeah, that was, I agree. You know what? Add that to my disappointments. <laughs> I agree with Josh. That's that probably, was... I have to go back and let, that's probably the first time even like my top three anticipated landed on disappointments perhaps. But yep, that's it. The series reboot was so good and then. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Then Halloween killed itself. It's not a strong. <laughs> well, thank you for joining not us on Black Guys. It's, it's going to take another shot at doing that this year. Well, so. well, I, I I wrapped up the episode of a Zinger. Let's go. Let's close this. Zinger. All right. Last Plug thing. The shit. Last thing. Plug very quickly. Any other surprises that you guys want to talk about? Uh, for me. <laughs> what the, the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> I told you this was happening. You knew what we signed up for. Uh, my two surprises. Oh, I think shit. I mentioned it earlier. Mitchell's versus the machines and Free Guy were my two. Uh, Mike, you have any surprises? Willy's Wonderland. Um, it's on my list, but it still counts as a surprise because holy shit, who would have thought that was going to be amazing? Um, and no, that's it. That's all I got. Willy's okay. Wonderland was really, I never would have pegged a Nick Cage movie like that to have made my list. Ian, anything? Uh, Bloodshot. I can't believe they made such a good Vin Diesel film <laughs> when you have that kind of character. To, I don't know. Okay, nothing. We're moving on. Josh, any surprises? Um, no. Okay. All right, well, that concludes our list, then. We are finally done four and a half hours later. <laughs> Just cut, like, the middle part out. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's it for us. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and for anyone that actually stuck around this fucking long, kudos to you. Holy shit. Uh, this will probably have to be two parts because I'm not going to upload a four and a half hour podcast. No one will ever touch that thing. So three I'm going to, I'm going to have to, maybe three parts. Yeah. I'll have to. And then we'll finally up. watch steel <laughs> in between steel. all the, all the times steel. I'm letting it. Yeah. Steel. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's where we're at. Thank you again, again, for just for hanging out, for watching us, for listening to the podcast, for however many episodes you've done, whether this is your first one or your 250th. Thank you <laughs> your again first one. for <laughs> Hey. Fuck them. 
Every podcast is somebody's first podcast. That's what I try to tell myself. You literally just said fuck anybody that was a first viewer. Like, come on, man. Could be. Could be. Uh, so anyway, if you want to follow us, you can find us on Facebook. Search Bry Guy and his super friends, or go to facebook.com slash Uh You can send us questions, comments, topic suggestions, any of that stuff there. Try to email us, bryguysuperfriends at gmail.com. Uh, I made the effort to actually check this today, and guess what? There's still nothing in there, so I, it's not even uh, worth it. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at BGSuperFriends. Uh, if you're here watching live, uh, you know where to follow me on Twitch. It is Jedi Bry Guy, Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. Uh, so whenever hot. we decide to do this again, if we want to do another four-hour show, this could be where we do it. Uh, and for anyone listening to the audio version, I will try to hang on to this live broadcast on the Twitch channel. So if you missed it live and want to come back and watch it, it should still be hanging on the channel. Uh, feel free to pop by and check it out. And that's it. Again, big thank you to the guys. Big thank you to all of you listening, watching, whatever. Thank you again. And on behalf of these guys, Josh, Ian, Mike, and myself, thank you. Thank you, thank you for listening for all these episodes, and we will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bloodshot.